Hey everyone, my name is John. My name is Arvin. And welcome to Behind the Scenes of, of Our, our Best, Best Days, Days Podcast. We're getting good at saying <laughs> Okay, and I'm also feeling, I told Arvin right before, um, I was like, I actually feel like the best version of John <clears throat> is caffeinated John. Same. So... Cheers to you. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. this is ca this is actually coffee. They literally can't see us cheering, um, unless <laughs> <laughs> unless you're watching this. Yes, John's drinking a cold brew. A cold and brew. I have an iced latte. Yeah. Okay. So, and everyone has their drinks and mm. why. Um, but there is a, a thing of like what drink is more, not manly, but like more coffee. Uh, informed, educated, and yeah. yours is higher on the pole. I don't mine. know how to order anything. It's like when I go into <clears throat> Jiffy Lube. Yeah. And they're like, what's wrong, wrong with your car? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm making like, noises. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, and I go, yeah, can yeah. you just fix my car? Because yeah. that's the bottom line is, yeah. that's why I go there to get it fixed. And they go, you realize yeah. this is a Jiffy Lube. <laughs> like, we literally just do oil and lube. And I go, yeah. Well, I saw an image of a car on your yeah. sign, and so can you fix it? And then that's how I act in coffee places. Yes. I go, I just need to be caffe caffeinated, yeah. and they're like, okay, cold that's brew. That's the best way to go in, though. Yeah, and so I literally order cold brew yeah. coffee everywhere I go that's good. because I would – it would be like a Jiffy Loop situation if yeah. I tried to explain. <laughs> you, you go coffee. and you go really tired, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I go, man, man. Um, bad attitude. Give me something to fix that. I don't know. And they're like, here you go. Okay. It's better, however, okay. this is worth it. This is better than the type of person who walks into a coffee shop who definitely knows what they want. And they're going to make sure you know that they know about oh, coffee. Yeah. That's a really awkward thing to observe. Absolutely. It's a shame. Okay. So anyways, talking Speaking about our best <laughs> days, behind the scenes, best days podcast. Yeah. At some point, we will be dissecting um, the idea of um, coffee shops in churches. Oh, um, sure. Oh, because sure. the people that work at those, yeah. at the coffee shops and churches, yeah. we have a cafe yeah. at our church. Right. Um, we attempted having a coffee shop here. We did. Um, and all of the unique dynamics that happen behind the scenes yeah. of people who are the baristas at a coffee shop within a church yeah. when people come expecting just wanting literally like Folgers Keurig coffee For sure. yeah. and then the people who are like I this am single origin Ethiopian and, and get, getting offended and yeah. it's like yo mm -hmm. you work at a church anyways that's yeah. a whole nother podcast but it segues very well yes. into we Go want to it. talk about um, the way that we wanted to reflect on what we've been doing this week, regardless of when you're hearing this, yes, um, because it'll bring you in behind the scenes really well. And then we wanted to talk about uh, we've had this conversation privately so many times that I'm like, this is literally behind the scenes. Like yeah. when churches post about this is our best days, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the highlights. Yeah, that's what this podcast is about. Is we want to yeah. look behind the scenes of exactly. what you say your best days are. Right. Right. Okay. So yeah. sorry. That's no. 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 Just no a, that's great. That's, that's a right. softball pitch, pitch setup. And here it is. Ready. Uh, we're talking about uh, arrivals and departures. Wow. I heard about a pastor in Texas, and he had, after decades of pastoring, I haven't told you this story. Um, he learned that on the first day that he hired somebody, he would sit them down, and they'd go, "Are you gonna ask me like what? Tell me what to do. What's the meeting?" He wouldn't tell them about like what was the meeting about. Then they'd sit down, and he'd go, "Let's talk about your last day here." 
and this is their first day. Oh my god! So the yeah. very first day, he He's goes, talking "Let's about, talk about yeah. your last day that you work." Because I think he had learned from good and bad experiences you need. how you're gonna not only um, manage talented people, but you're gonna pastor talented souls. How are you gonna wow. do that? We have to deal with that now because we are in the we we work in the creative department yeah, here, so we work with musicians, artists, content yeah. creators. People that are AV and tech, and totally. people that have a lot of knowledge, people totally. that take pride in being excellent, totally. and even wanting to like highlight their um, artistic uh, gifts and talents and skills. For sure, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's right. That's exactly it. And we've been dealing with it also on a volunteer level this week. Today is uh, we're filming this, recording it on Wednesday. In February, which is the last day of filming for, for our Easter. Easter production. So Easter 2021, we're yeah. coming up on it. It's a yeah. brand new script. Yeah. And so it's partial live stage production mm-hmm. and partial on film. Yeah. And so it, yeah. it's a there's a lot that goes it's into it. It's a massive it. beast. There and, and it's all... So uh, the film portion is people that we pay. Um yeah, yeah. The but, actors are volunteers, but all of the, the actors members are often. We're going to be using equipment and stuff, but yeah. yeah. But like the all of the actors, and there's probably about 200 cast. Yeah, and these people yeah. are volunteer. We don't yeah. pay uh, these people, but they yeah. believe in the vision and stuff. Totally. But with that comes unique dynamics yeah. behind the scenes. Definitely. So sorry. No, no, no. I love it. We have yeah. so many gifted people. Particularly in this one, I'm looking around at, I won't say any character names, you're going to have to be there in April for it, or if this is coming out after that, check it out on YouTube. Um, But we have so many talented people, and I was talking to the parent of one of the very gifted young actors in this production, and they actually are very new to the church, so they're trying to get the feel for what's going on, like, what's the deal here? So they came to the auditions, Yeah, and they were, were like, wow, you are Broadway ready, like, this is amazing, and so... We're having a conversation, and I brought that up to them, and they... You, had, what did you bring up? I said, the one thing here is... And by here, you mean victory? Here at Victory. It's okay. about, yes, we're having to manage a lot of talent, and that's great. But pastoring talented souls is a different thing entirely. Ooh. They have to happen next to each other, and if they work in tandem well then you have less and less people leaving for the wrong reason. So people, so if you're listening to this and you're aware of like the church culture, usually behind the scenes at a church, um, my, my dad always said, if you can see, if you can see behind the scenes mm-hmm. of a church and still feel called right. there, you're going to make it in ministry. For sure. Because most people, they only see what you want them to see, which right. is social media highlights. Yeah. Or if you are in a co- if you're in a Bible college or a Christian yeah. theological yeah. Uh, theology, <laughs> theological, yeah, n- not, not a word. Works. But um, you, you see like, oh, it's preaching. Yeah. It's ministering. It's worshiping on stage. Sure. When that's like, Eight percent, maybe eight, of it, maybe. And so, yeah. what you're saying is, is that with behind the scenes, especially within our role, we are having to manage the behind the scenes right. of what most people see on a platform. Absolutely. And so, yeah. throughout this, um, we've been in conversation as people for a while now. Yeah, for a while. We've been talking for a while. The within a church. If you have ever been a part of a church or if you're just coming into victory or maybe you're just listening from the outside, you're aware of departures and arrivals. For sure. Um, Like an airport. Mm -hmm. An airport has departures and arrivals. Mm -hmm. And this is the great thing that I've realized is that God never downgrades on either side. Yeah. If you trust him. Totally. And fear him. And fear him. Yeah. 
Uh, and I'm not saying we have it all figured out, but I remember. No, what, but we have seen more than I think the average person. I think you're going to uh, downplay yourself a little bit, but people need to know the experience you have observing this, not with necessarily specific people only, but in general, having been a victory the entirety of your life. It's in yeah, your and blood. being with my mom and dad, yes. Arvin's parents, uh, Arvin's dad. I've seen my parents handle it. Yeah, yeah his, his dad is the victory Iranian pastor. Yeah. And so growing up in ministry, you ask your parents, hey, what happened to so-and-so? And they go, well, we blessed them. They felt like God called them sure. elsewhere. Yeah. And as and as a 12-year-old, you're kind of, a, or even 13 or 8, you're like, yeah. uh, okay, God calls people elsewhere? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah. And yeah. then, you know, and then I heard uh, um, a sermon by John Bevere at a Victory Conference where he said, you don't pick where you right. go to church. Right. It changed my life yeah. i was like what yeah and he goes god actually calls you to a church that's right but people leave churches right because of offense or maybe sometimes people leave because in this day and age everything is about um what you see highlights or on stage right which is the microwave mentality For as sure. opposed to the crock pot mentality where right. things are slow cooked yeah. people expect things to happen yeah um in quick time when god does things over time for sure and so people actually get frustrated with um you know what what arvin says secret deadlines yeah. that they have put on themselves yeah. about like well i should be here mm -hmm. um at this point in my life. Right. And so with that frustration, they leave thinking, oh, well, this isn't doing it for me. Right. Right. Um, especially if you're an artist and you and you work at a church yeah. and you've left, you know, and, and I'm not saying that you leaving is bad. I'm mm -hmm. just saying you have to be really careful of what you um, mm -hmm. it's how kind of like you do it. of how you do it. Right. How you leave yeah. is how you're going to enter the next, the next season. season. Pastor yeah. Paul says this in his sermons. He yeah. says, you take you with you wherever yeah. you go. Right. And so if you continue to find places in, uh, and you continue to find like issues yeah. of like leadership issues yeah. and issues with the church, you may be yeah. the problem. Right. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Um, Absolutely. But, but being, but working at a church with departures and arrivals, looking at it as like an airport, you know, I've realized as, as someone departs, mm -hmm. the runway is making room for a arrival. Yeah, and so so many times we can be looking at this airplane that's taking off and being like, "Oh, this mm -hmm. individual left, mm -hmm. and they were this." Yeah, when in reality, God is just making room maybe right. for the next arrival. Totally. And you know that tower in the yeah. middle of the airport where air it's like traffic control, air yeah. traffic control, dude. Yeah. Air traffic control is literally the Holy Spirit. That's right. God Absolutely. is air traffic control. That's right. He sees the patterns. Yeah. He sees the things that are happening in the atmosphere. Totally. And I, I believe us as humans, those that work at a church, we're literally just on the runway. Yeah. Yeah. And as, as long as we can accept the fact right. like, Oh, ministry is kind of a runway. Yeah. There's going to be departures. There's going to be arrivals. Right. It helps me and like I said, I still get offended. Like sure. I still get like hurt and like, yeah. ah, yeah, yeah, ah yeah. why did they at leave? At least initially or at first. Initially, it stings. Yeah. When people leave, yeah. like when people leave, it stings. Yeah. And anyone that says it doesn't, awesome. Yeah. More power to them. But Great. I've got to, yeah. I mean, if, we're, if this is literally it. behind yeah. the scenes, yeah. like yeah. I am genuinely hurt. Yeah. He, you know? Yeah. Because especially, you know, like with me, 
if I grew up here, yeah, I look at victory as like this is my identity. Right. So you're not just leaving the church; you're leaving me as John. Right. You're leaving right, John. Right. When that's not people's intent. No. But you know, yeah. unfortunately, sometimes I take it that way, and then I have to go to an altar and cry and be like, God, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and God's like, Oh, that's because you were trusting in that individual; you weren't trusting in me. Mm. So that's where that's I get a convicted. big deal. I think for leaders to hear that. Though. So okay. So do you want me to say it again? Would you please? Okay. So basically... <laughs> what if I was like, nah, I think we should... Move. Yeah. You're just like, actually, <laughs> no. what you said, can we scratch that? Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Definitely say it. No, again. I think it... Unpack it. That's really good. It continues to unpack it like uh, the baggage that you carry on the right. airport. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I can't. Okay. So, no, I think that as leaders within a ministry, um, living with open hands... Yeah. Living with open hands, Pastor Ashley um, actually preached a sermon within, and it was so good. It was a few years ago. Mm. Um, Pastor Ashley is Pastor Paul Doherty's wife, Mm -hmm. and Pastor Ashley preached a sermon, and she said, as believers, and I'm, but I took it as in leadership, living with open hands is Mm. realizing any resources or people, and people are resources, um, but also seeing them as people right like people living with open hands when god puts someone in your life yeah living with open hands like wow god we yeah. receive these people right. but also living with open hands yeah. whenever god calls them elsewhere right um so anyways it's so weird because this is like we're kind of verbally processing this in front of you guys there's a touchiness to it there is we're even Go. careful talking about it because of the nature of how sensitive it is. But there's not a single organization, especially a church, especially a church that doesn't have to interact with this departures and arrivals. Yeah. You have to figure out if you don't plan ahead and learn wisdom on how to deal with it, you're going to get hurt by it a lot. And then you're going to be on these waves of like the next person I hire is the best and then the next person who leaves is the worst. It's just like a very uh, out of touch. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's not reality. The fact is, and we've had, I remember the first time we had a conversation like this, uh, I said, I know for a fact that the only way I get to be here is because God brought me here. And I mean, by I when you say I get to be here, you're talking about victory. I get to like sit at a desk across from John Doherty and work on productions and be friends and do life. I know for a fact that I could not have produced that for myself because I tried (laughs) for a long time and it didn't work. So to see God bring me here, I go, okay. And I realize the cost and I realize what I had to learn beforehand. And then I also believe the only person outside of me choosing to not trust or fear God that could get me to move on would be God because if he is air traffic control, no one's going to be able to, and this is where the metaphor is turning into something much bigger and more beautiful. Even if someone hacks into the radio station, that's going to be used for air traffic control. I know it's not a radio station, but whatever it is. Yeah. And tries to redirect and tell you, you know what? Here's the fact that person doesn't see your gift. Or this person, and this is, is and the and these are the people that are departing, right? Okay, okay. They so are, continue. They are being like 
I've been called to go here. This is my destiny. This is where I want to go. And I've privately decided that once I graduate college, once I get married, once this happens, that's when this thing needs to happen. And they those are secret deadlines. Secret deadlines. Ooh, break down secret deadlines. You didn't get them bro. from God. You didn't necessarily God. I listen. If any pastor or person can correct me on this, please, please do. Please, please. But comment, my experience tell us. so far in almost thirty years of being involved in the church, most of them I was a toddler at the beginning. <laughs> but I just really was having observed it even before my prefrontal cortex was developed. I have seen that it's very rare that God's going to tell you a deadline for what is going to take place, especially if you are unaware of the fact that you're needing to get worked on in some very sensitive areas. So you get involved and you go, okay, I made it. I'm at the church. I've got this position and I'm going to just like unleash my gift when the reality is, your gifting is what may have gotten you there, but now they're going to pastor your soul. And if you neglect those that, are two different things, like very you different, said. very different. Managing talent is great, but if you don't pastor the soul, it's especially in this line of work, if you want to be interested in this line with of this, work as being like in the creative any sort world. of, yeah, absolutely. And I've spoken to friends who work in other areas that are not church or even church adjacent, and they're dealing with the same stuff. It's just that they don't necessarily have uh, a, a guide or principles on how to do it. They just learn it. And then the business world develops into whatever it does, good, bad, ugly. All I'm trying to get to right now is there is not necessarily going to be a God-given deadline for when your destiny, because it's not, this is going to sound strange. I don't think it's entirely up to God either Mm. because a lot of it is when do you want to learn to be self-aware? When do you want to learn that, you don't have to perform well enough to earn my love. When do you want to learn those things? Because I've seen myself walk in circles around certain concepts that I didn't want to accept because if doing so, accepting them would have been, this is going to take longer, I think. This is going to make it lengthier. I want to believe, and there are definitely uh, yeah. confirmation biases in psychology that back this, that I want to believe that I'm 30 minutes away from my destiny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to buy into it. But after a few years, you realize you're not 30 minutes away and you either are going to get really upset and you're going to project onto your leadership the things that uh, you want to say to God. Oh, okay, okay, hold on. That's a big deal. So so if you're frustrated because you haven't reached your secret deadline in which you haven't verbalized yet, but like you just... It's this inner knowing. And we all know I have those. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm feeling convicted. Same. Okay. Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. So, like, I have secret deadlines, and and I have never, like, verbal. I've probably written them down in my journal. Sure. By this time, you know. Yeah. You know, very, like, life coachy type stuff. Where it's like, by this time, I will see da-da-da-da. Yeah. And then when it doesn't happen, I live live frustrated. And then that, like, poil. So... Yeah. My direct supervisor is Pastor Paul. Right. And I have literally said things that I've had to go back and be like, bro, will you forgive me? Mm. Because I said some things out of frustration and it had nothing to do with Pastor Paul. Mm. It had everything to do with, mm-hmm. oh, I put these secret deadlines on me. Mm-hmm. And it's that whole, and it sounds very cliche, but mm. about enjoying the process. For sure. 
embrace the process. Right. Like there's that scripture, your gift will open doors for you. Yeah. What is so cringy is when your gift opened doors for you. And then once you're in that door, mm. after a few months, people go, uh, can you actually go back out in the hallway? Because yeah. your gift is good, but right. you're kind of a terrible person. <laughs> or like how many times do we pray for blessings that we don't have the structure to hold? To hold. Wow. That's right. Like, we pray for blessings mm. and we're like, God, we want buckets of your blessings. Mm. And we have a teaspoon. Right. And God's like, oh, yeah. I think that you need time yeah. to enlarge what I'm getting ready to give you. Right. And, and in fact, this is another thing that Pastor Ashley has preached before. She mm. said, if you knew what God had in store for you, you would be thanking God for the preparation that he has you in now. Yeah. And that even, that was like an awakening word. Right. Um, yeah, you know, thinking yeah. through that. So looking yeah. at, um, so we're in the middle of, of filming for, yeah. uh, the Easter production and seeing the behind the scenes is and what you guys will see is you guys are going to see the finished product. Right. And it's so funny when people, um, we finished this, this Christmas project, um, that I, I mean, I believed it was, I believe it was good. Yeah. I think we can always get better. But the finished product, people were saying, oh, wow, wow, wow. Great feedback. Uh, great. It, it was good feedback on a finished product. Yeah. Behind the scenes was pretty terrible so at times. Much work. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of work. Um, and I'm not saying like we have it figured out. We don't. But I'm just saying like I, I realize more and more uh, after doing these large artistic creative projects that, man, the there's so much more of the grunt work behind mm. the scenes that I don't want to do. Right. Um, it's more right. almost than, than the, than the finished product. Yeah. And so I, I shouldn't even, I shouldn't be frustrated, I yeah. guess yeah. with that process Yeah. because um, you know, I, and I think we said this in our very first podcast is goals are great. Sure. But who you become right. on your way to the goal yeah. is literally what life is about. That's the point. Yeah. Like we are called human beings, right. not human goal right. or human do. Yeah. Like yeah. we are human beings. So who you're being presently, yeah. I'd be like, I, you know, it's kind of like someone once asked me, they're like, what does it feel like to be John hmm. today? And I go, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, and they go, not yesterday, yeah. not tomorrow. What does it feel like to be John today? Yeah. And I'm like, well, uh, uh, and I was like getting frustrated because I like want to move. I, I like have a checklist yeah. and I'm like, okay, can we please not have these like yogi yeah. conversations? Yeah, yeah. And by yogi, I mean like when yoga instructors talk to you in the middle yeah. of their stretching right. and it's very much about like, you know, like Feel connecting. Body, yeah. yeah. Floor, I'm like, okay, yeah. can you please stop asking me deep questions? I'm trying to do things. And yeah. they're like, what does it feel like to be John? And yeah. I'm like, um, busy, frustrated, um, uh, uh, you know, focused, trying to be accomplished. And then that individual would say, is that the way you want to feel right now? Mm. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Mm. But then they're like, well, you kind of have a choice. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it helped me reset. Like, okay, that scripture, let the peace of God guard my heart. Mm -hmm. Lord, help me to operate in love. It's a good like midday reflection. For sure. So anyways, I say all that. I know that I go around in rabbit trails whenever I talk. We love it. But I say all that is that I think it's good to remain grounded even in the middle 
mm. of the process of while you are trying to achieve mm-hmm. those things. For sure. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, uh, and yes, I do have a therapist. Um, Same. Yeah. Sure. You go yeah. to therapy? Definitely. Dude. Yeah. yeah. So if you like see a therapist. Go for it. Yeah. Yes. Go please. for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the, there's nothing. Anytime people stop listening to sermons, yeah. the sermons, the word of God, those are the seeds. Yeah. But as we've learned from the parable, there's nothing wrong with the seed. Right. It's always the, the soil. soil. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the seed. It's always the soil. There's nothing wrong with the seed. It's always the soil. So if you find yourself, if you're an A, if (laughs) what I've realized in the past, if you want to find hard soil, you go to the creative department, the um, audio visual and the worship department at a church because they have sat in every sermon. They could probably say the next story that the pastor is going to say. And it is the biggest battle Mm -hmm. to continue to keep that soil soft. Yeah. It's very easy to become hard. Not that you hate the pastor, not that you hate the organization. It's just that you're coming close to your private deadline. You're coming close to your private deadline. And you're kind of like, I've heard all this stuff before. It's time for me to, it's time for me to do the thing. Yeah. 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 And so I think that it's a continual process of like a balance of like, God, there's nothing wrong with the seed. Mm. There's nothing wrong with the with the Bible that's being preached. Mm-hmm. Please renew my heart. Yeah. Search me, O oh God. Yeah. Remove those things. Yeah, Lead yeah, me yeah. in the way everlasting. That scripture in Psalms. Yeah. Um, that's something that I've been really trying to like. Mm. And it's a daily thing. I'm not saying like I do it all the time. I forget. Yeah. But I the good thing is now yeah. is that I have people like Arvin that help check myself. As soon as it's like, yeah, I start feeling right, you know, hardened, yeah. right, and vice versa. I think that's another thing that you should probably hear today is, do you have the people that you check in with? Because if you don't, I think it's very easy, especially nowadays where everything is about go with what you feel like, even in a church setting. We like to pretend that it's not the case, but it is. People go where they see the highest rung on the ladder available, and they go, I have this gift. I can fill that blank. I can do this and this. And if God wants... They say, if God wants me here, but what they mean is, if I get to activate my gifting soon enough, then etc. But if you have really good people around you, who can check you and be like, and what does that mean? Like, I feel like we should, everyone should be challenged. Everyone should be challenged in their character. Yeah. Like basically who you are behind closed doors. Yeah. What you say behind your boss's back. Right. Because it it will 100% always come back to you. Totally. Like if you're wanting to be in a leadership, if you're wanting to be an influencer, if you're wanting to be famous, there's nothing wrong being famous. There's nothing wrong being an influencer. There's nothing wrong with being the best. Sure. But whatever you say about the person who's currently over you, Mm -hmm. it will always come back to you. Yeah. So always being challenged by your character and then challenging your community. Right. The people that you have. It's not people who... If you say something, that mm-hmm. they always agree with you. Right. Yeah. So, so no, that's, I think if you have those types of people and there, there is such a thing as that in the church, you're going to end up justifying moves and motivations that 
are not at all based in reality. You're operating Yo, on weather conditions that are not good for the runway that you're on. It's like, look, okay, this is so not, we're going back to the allegory. I love. I keep thinking about it. It's like this is not the time for you to set off on this. And you, the person might go, well, they just don't want me to leave because whatever, whatever, whatever. And I, not only am I not thinking of anyone specific, I'm not even thinking of just victory. I've seen this in my uh, parents' lives. I've seen it in the stories you hear behind the scenes. And it's like how and when you choose to operate in your giftedness and your calling actually isn't up to you. Oh, it has break that down. It has everything to do with, okay. with w what God is trying to accomplish. And more and more now, as I'm approaching 30, I'm going, <laughs> there are often times where like, I'll catch myself fantasizing about my biggest dreams in life. And so many of them have been coming true. But as I see God giving more and more vision, I fantasize about what it might look like. And then I pause. This ha this didn't happen before 28. I just okay. turned 28. In the last th several months, I've caught myself being like, God, if my life were a TV show, like, are you enjoying this? Wow. Are you enjoying the show that I'm putting on for you? Or is this Not like in a performance kind of way, but like I, I was pulling into the bank the other day and I was like, what are you getting out of? Like, what is it about what we're doing that you're paying attention to? Because God does pay attention I, to Yeah, us. absolutely. If he sees me and he knows me, then obviously he's watching. And I'm not saying the mundane is tempts me to feel like I don't have purpose. I love mundane things. I love Yeah, active. mundane is necessary. That's right. I love it. And that's actually where professionals thrive the best. But the point I'm trying to make here is if you are waiting on your calling to be manifested, yeah. In order to give yourself permission to be loved, you've got it backwards. Ephesians wow. Okay, three, so hold on, yeah. hold on. Say that again yeah. and, then, and then say the scripture. Absolutely. If you are waiting on your calling to be manifested, okay. then for you to feel like you have permission to be loved, okay. you have it backwards. Dang. Because Ephesians 3 says in verse 19, um, I love 16 through 20, I read it out loud every day. Uh, but there's a portion where it says, may you experience the love of God, though it is so great, you'll never fully understand it. Okay. Then you'll be filled with the fullness of life and power that come from God. So if your life isn't full. So if, if anyone who's listening or watching and you're like, I don't know, my life just doesn't feel full. Yeah. What, what's your here? The thing is that the world wants those two things the fullness of life that's like the cool people the instagram followers all of the attention and the hype and the prestige and the status and the i get to sit in the nice chair and the what everyone has a version of that that they want the fullness of life and the fullness of power here's the thing about that scripture it says may you experience the love of god then you'd have the fullness of life and power so we experiencing the love of god enables you to properly steward life and power we, okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on. That was really yeah, good. That yeah. was really good. So experiencing the love of God helps you steward life and power because you no longer need it for what you wanted wow. initially. I've realized the that's pursuit, so good, Arvin. I believe it with all my heart. The pursuit of life and power is usually motivated by if I achieve a certain level of life and power and Man. status, I can leverage that trading it in for love. Or for the feeling of love. For the feeling of love. What I perceive love to feel like as I'm pursuing it. So if that's how the world is and it's backwards, then what God is saying is, 
I cannot take you too far into the fullness of life and power unless you realize that's not what it's for. I'm not, wow. it's not for you to trade. I don't want you to That's walk really into this good. church position or, or the chance to preach or whatever you're doing in these scripts and these stories. At the end of this thing happening perfectly, you will be just as worthy of love as you are right now. Man. And that I'm happy for anyone who's cynical enough to hear this and go, as a cliche, it's a cliche because it's true. It's a cliche because it's, it's true. It's so very true. Most people want to say, I want to achieve life and power and leverage that and use that as like a credit score for the love of God and the love of people around me. When God is saying, imagine if you were a multi-trillionaire, if you had more money than the rest of the world combined. Okay. So you literally could not spend the money in your lifetime, nor could your great-great-grandkids. For you to be spending hours and hours and days and days, months and weeks and years of your time for something that's going to pay you $80,000, it's completely futile. Yeah. Now, if you came to me right now and you go, do you want to check for $80,000? I go, yeah, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, but if sure. you already have an amount you'll never be able to spend because it says when you experience the love of God, though it's so great, you'll never fully understand it. Meaning the rest of your life, all the way to your great, 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 you're going to try to be constant. The love of God is yeah. going to be there and you're going to find new facets of it and you're going to experience new versions of it, which means you know God better, you know yourself better, and you're better equipped to know the people and serve the people around right. you. When I have uh, and trillion is actually a really insulting number when you consider the greatness of the love of God. Right. When I understand how loved I am, I realize I don't have to leverage it for life and power. In fact, I think of it like a young man. If you're, let's say, and I don't want to typecast all guys like this, but the, yeah. if you go Arvin at 20 okay, and you hand him a billion dollars, what is Arvin at 20 going to do? Yipers. He's I don't probably, know. probably going to buy a bunch of nice cars. And yeah. then a bunch of nice clothes. And he's trying to leverage those things for attention from beautiful women or cool guys that he wants to be friends with. Right. Then you have Arvin, hopefully, at 40, who you give him a billion dollars. And his first question is, how can I use this to serve my kids? Yeah, it, which, which comes to – so you should – your character should be challenged. Your community, community. should be ca challenged. And, and then your, your contribution, contribution. – so yeah. in life, if you can consistently be um, challenged in your character, your community, and, and your contribution. contribution, your contribution is what you're doing for others. Right. When most of life, at least at least our everyday, sometimes run of the mill with social media, yeah. it is it really does come back on what can I accomplish, what can I get for me? Yeah. Then I think that that is a big temptation yeah. um, to continually look like, okay, yeah. what can I do now that I'm stewarding the fullness of life right. and power yeah. through the through experiencing God's love? Right. Okay, so how can I be a contribution to my community, to to my kids, to right. to the people I work with? Exactly. To, exactly. Man, <sighs> <sighs> let's all just take a deep breath on the count of three. One, two, three. <sighs> <laughs> no, that's that's really good. I think good. that's the antidote because That's the antidote. Because otherwise you're going to constantly be interpreting everything that goes on in your church world, including the charitable stuff and helping people um physically or emotionally or spiritually. You're going to constantly think of it as currency. Yeah. You're going to go I have to cash in the fact that look at how many people I got saved. 
Look at how much I did. This is typical Luke 15, older son mentality. Look at what Wait, I've done Luke for 15. you. You got that story. Oh, oh the, prodigal the prodigal son. son. The prodigal son. The older brother. The older, the older brother. brother. That never left. Exactly. The older brother that was like, Look I what was I did loyal. for you. Look, Look what, what I, I did. did. That's my story. I never left to party and drink and smoke and have sex and do all this stuff. I stuck around and then I got really mad at God in my early 20s because I was like, you look why how come i watched that person party in college and now they're succeeding in their church position and i don't even get hired mm. this kind of stuff boils over into enough i've had friends leave the faith over this and go i don't think no because they were so committed to their little secret deadline that their they were unwilling deadline. to believe like they were willing to say god doesn't exist if my deadline isn't met that is so dangerous. Let's all just ask ourselves, do I have a secret, secret deadline? deadline? Yeah. And then is if you are if you are a leader, yeah. understand, okay, God, I probably should accept the fact that I'm going to in every season of life, I'm yeah. gonna live invested but not attached. Right. Love I'm gonna it. live invested but, but not, not attached. attached. That's I'm gonna good. live with open hands. Yeah. Uh, like a like a runway at an yeah. airport. There's yeah. departures. There's arrivals. God does not believe. God's will is not for you to be downgraded, mm -hmm. and for the person who's departing to be downgraded. Right. Like that's not God's will. Absolutely. So as long as you're, you know that that's a good um, outlook as a leader. Yeah. And then as far as like someone who is thinking about departing or arriving, which mm -hmm. we all are in different sure. seasons sure, of sure. life, I, I think the thing is is we can all yeah. challenge our character, yeah. our community, and, and our contribution. Our contribution. Yeah. Anything else, Arvin? I think the, the last thing is to reiterate it again. Like when you understand, this will give you the best, I think as a leader and then as a person trying to become a leader, when you understand how genuinely loved you are already, how well you're loved Without already, doing anything. Without any of your execution or efficiency or any of your gifts being seen, you will begin to properly steward the opportunity you're given. And God will decide for you when you come and when you go. And if that's not your perspective, yikes. It's going to be rough. Very rough. So, <laughs> so yes, your talent will open doors for you, but yeah. build your character in the hallway before yeah. it opens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of more plain analogies, but you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. We should just go off on plain analogies. That's right. So, hey... Um, Listeners, uh, viewers, thank you so much for tuning in yeah. with behind the scenes of our best days with John and Arvin. And uh, stay caffeinated. <laughs> and we love you. We do. See ya.